everyone. Welcome to the Streaky Shooters podcast. This is our fourth episode. Um, we've, we back. are back. Sorry for the delay. We had a busy second semester of school, but we've got a very exciting episode today. We did a full redraft. We each took control of four teams to make a 16-team, five-player each team redraft. And we're going to pretend the playoffs are starting today. So Locked in. We're locked in. We have a bracket. And we're basically just going to dissect each matchup, talk about, you know, who's guarding which player, how each team's system is going to work, whether whether a team has like a, a glaring hole or something like that. And we'll basically debate and look at team structure. And um, I think we're going to come to some interesting conclusions about what's important when you're building a team. Yeah. Um, um, if, I get, if I get to add on for a second, I think we should talk mm-hmm. about um, – you know, what we did, how, what went into building these teams, how it was really interesting because the first round went very quickly because it was just like, you know, you just sort of pick, you picked your guy, you picked the best player on the board. That doesn't take long, right? It was, you know, some obvious choices. But then after that, it becomes interesting because certain players only thrive in certain systems. So you had to, you had to get players that really helped them succeed, which come at a premium, something that Joe dealt with with building around Simmons Schnall dealt with this building around Giannis and Trey Young. Uh, like, there's just a lot of a lot of different stuff to take into account that made it a really interesting experience. For sure, yeah. I that's think, why. Yeah, go ahead, Bryce. I think one interesting thing: we definitely didn't draft best player available for all of the NBA. Definitely not. There were a lot of great players left off that we just didn't think really had a place on these specific rosters. So I think that was an interesting thing, working around fit just as much as talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for it goes sure. to show a lot of stuff. Ben Simmons and Clay Thompson. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, we'll get to the individual what a, what a, later. What a, what, a, what a power duo. <laughs> it could run the league. It could run the league. Give me the next GM job. <laughs> so I think anybody could have the next GM job. All right, so <laughs> let, let's just jump right into it. All right. So our first matchup, we've got the Grizzlies versus the Nuggets. So the Grizzlies are headed by Mr. Trying to find him in here. Oh, there we go. Mr. David. Mr. David. And the, the Nuggets are Mr. Bryce's team. So if you guys just want to read through your, read through your squads, talk about um, how you put the squad together, what you were thinking about, and then talk about the matchup in particular and, and why you think you should, you should win. Yeah, should I oh, and, and by the way, by the way, these are not one game. These are seven-game series. Series, sir. So you can't bank on your team getting hot. This is a full series. Otherwise, Trey Young would win at all. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. he may anyway. But All right. For my Nuggets, we got a point guard, Kyle Lowry, Jamal Murray at the two, DeMar DeRozan at the three, Davis Bertans at the four, and Nikola Jokic, the team captain, at the five. Yeah, and for my team, the Grizzlies are my fourth round team. So I got I actually got a back to back pick, sixteenth and seventeenth overall. So I have my my wing duo of Bradley Beal and Paul George. I have Lonzo at point guard, uh Trez at Trez at the floor and Marc Gasol at center. And uh what I really like about my team is that you have two guys that you can go to to get you a bucket, two elite wing scorers, wing creators. Um you have a pass first point guard who's yeah, you know, Lonzo shot 38% from three this year on, like, seven attempts a game. So I would I would call him a pretty good shooter at this point, mm-hmm. honestly. He's a great defender, can push the ball. 
Um, Trez is an absolute bulldog. Uh, we see what Mark Gasol can do defensively. He can also stretch the floor a bit. Um, in this matchup, I honestly really like my team against Bryce's just because, I mean, you, you look at his roster, who's guarding Bradley Beal and Paul George? Kyle Lowry is a good defender for a point guard, but he's six foot one. He'll probably be guarding Lonzo. Jamal Murray's small, not a great defender. DeRozan's not a great defender. Bertans is meh defensively, not really quick enough to stay with Beal and George. And I just think we have two, like I said, two of the best wing scorers in the game. And I, I think he'd have trouble containing them. And I also think Marcus Gasol's good defensively. He could stay with Jokic, you know, contain Jokic as, as much as a center possibly can. I agree that he would be able to stop Jokic one-on-one, but I think the thing about Jokic, what makes him so good, is that he's a point guard in a center's body, and he will run the offense, so you can shut him down. Maybe he sure. personally wouldn't score that much, but I think his ability to distribute the rock is something pretty insane for a guy his size. However, I do have to agree. I think the perimeter defense on this would be pretty challenging so- to guard Beal and George. Bryce, my question for you in this matchup is obvious, what you're saying is that Jokic is not going to be your, your primary scoring source in this matchup. He's still going to get hit. I, I think I agree. I agree. Gasol's not a premier defender in the league. He's very good, but he's not a go bear. Jokic would mm. still be able to get stuff on him, but. Yeah, I think I, he's going to get hit. Would. But my question for you is, yeah. is who's. I, I understand you have a very balanced approach here. You have a lot of guys who can, who can score, but aren't the go-to. So my question is, is Jamal Murray your go-to? Is DeMar DeRozan your go-to? Who's going to be the scorer on this team when you really need buckets down the stretch? Down the stretch, I think it's going to come down to Jokic and Murray, to be honest. I I think this team is really kind of a referendum on how good you think a Jokic-led offense could be. Because I I think a Mm -hmm. big criticism of this team we were talking about earlier, it seems to be lacking kind of that dynamic playmaker that you see on a lot of the other teams. But I think that is a slight bias just against centers thinking they can't do that. So if you think a Jokic type, which I do, can lead an offense in the same way that a Bradley Beal, Paul George can, then I think this is a closer matchup than it looks like. I mean, I think that this Nuggets team is similar to the Nuggets in real life. I mean, the Nuggets in real life, it's like they don't have, they run the offense through Jokic. They don't have a primary playmaker. Yeah, it is. It is very similarly. Yeah, I number two guy, and like you saw in a seven series, um, in a seven game series, they took the Spurs to seven, and they ended up winning by like a hair. And that's because honestly, I live by this take. Greg Popovich gave up on coaching. Lost twenty eight seconds <laughs> in that game. He totally gave up on coaching. He never called like a timeout. It's the most Joe take I've ever heard. <laughs> Have you replayed replay that series? You'll agree with me. It just it the last 28 seconds of that series. Anyway, all right, David, I have just, a question for you, though. Sure. I think the Grizz take it all in this one. Um, David, I, I want to know, how are you? You've got two big men here. Montrezl Harrell yeah. is very much needs to be in around the basket. So sure. are you saying, Marcus All? I want you to play spot-up shooter or, you know, yeah. just be dynamic with those two guys? What's your plan? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think on the offensive side of the ball, Gasol isn't what he used to be in the post anymore. Um, and he can still stretch the floor decently well. So I, I would think he'd be on the perimeter a lot of the time. Um, and Trez is very good in the pick and roll, as we see with him on the Clippers. He can do a lot attacking the basket. It opens 
it opens it up for a lot of interesting uh, things that we could do when you have a great – I would call Lonzo Ball an elite passer, a top-10 passer. In the sure. Coupled with, mm-hmm. like I said, two of the best wing scorers. They can do a lot in the pick-and-roll with Trez. They can do some pick-and-pop action, and you have good shooters on the wing. I think there's a lot of different possibilities in this offense. Um, and um, that most of them, like you said, would, would result in Gasol on the perimeter. And then just I want to commend you on the Lonzo Ball selection. I think he's a great fit mm-hmm. for this team. Because he's you. kind of his his on ball deficiencies. He's good on ball, but you know that's not he. There's a lot of talk about Lonzo Ball as this like kind of just ball mover. Yeah, and he's really special at that, and I think he can excel at that. Get Bradley Beal to the Pelicans. Two K twenty one. What I will say in my defense, we're taking Lonzo Ball. He hasn't played a playoff game yet. We don't know what his playoff sure. would look like, so that, that's a big question mark. Versus the Nuggets, we have an NBA champion in Kyle Lowry. Two Nuggets players who've shown routinely they can finish in the top three, four teams in the Western Conference. That's something. DeMar DeRozan, uh, he's been great his whole career. Obviously, probably not what he used to be. His game has shown a lot more flaws lately. And then Bertans, I'd also say, is a bit of a question mark. But I think Alonzo Ball would be a huge uh, question coming into the playoffs. So I'm not sure what he'd look like in a seven-game series. Yeah, the other question is Bradley Beal's defense, which has been really, like, historically bad this year. So, I mean, the question is, do you believe in his his athleticism and his length? And and if he gets committed, he can put it together on this playoff team? Or or is it what he's shown this year? I I tend to believe the former, but who knows? I think that – I agree that Beal is definitely weak-linked defensively, but you have him surrounded with, I would say three very good defenders, and Trez, I would say, is, is pretty good. He, he could guard Bertans pretty well. So I would say he's surrounded by a good defense, and he's not Trey Young bad, could just due to his size, where he's, he's, like, he's hideable defensively. I don't think he would, it would be that big of a deal on the perimeter. I, I think an issue with my team is as much as I would like to just whoever offense Beal, I don't think I have that guy that would mm-hmm. be able to just completely abuse him. And you're also short yeah. at the one and the two. Like Lonzo is what six six. Like we don't we don't we're yeah, not running six. out anyone shorter than six six. And you have a six foot guy and which Jamal six three. Yeah. So yeah, that's another big thing. All right, let's yeah, let's come to a verdict. Like, the, let's the come to a verdict. Small small forward, like a very yeah, small forward. I just think the All reason right, is like so, target Jamal Murray. So when I look at this matchup. Um, I tend to support the Grizzlies, and the thing I'll say, my, my main, one of my main considerations here that kind of tipped it in the Grizzlies' favor is that if, if Jokic can be weaponized in the post, because he is a very good post player, very underrated in that regard, then this team just has shooters, and, and Bryce could really weaponize that. But Marcus Gasol is a very yeah. good one-on-one post defender, and I think he's going to kind of minimize Jokic in that regard. Like, Listen, he can't stop Jokic. Nobody can stop Jokic. Jokic is still going to be the center point of Bryce's offense and 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 be a great player in this series. But I just think his individual post scoring and impact in the post is going to be reduced by Gasol to the point where Bertans and, and Kyle Lowry on the perimeter are just minimized a little bit. So that's why I go with the Grizzlies. Joe? Joe? Yeah, I got Grizz in five. I just think that nobody can guard, nobody on the team in the Nuggets can guard Paul George. I also think Bradley Beal is a top 15 player in the NBA, personally. Um, Lonzo Ball, you're just like, 
It's never been a playoff game, but like Lonzo Ball is like playoff games, people tend to choke offensively. Lonzo Ball is you're not looking for that. Lonzo Ball, you're looking for two things: passing and defense. It's very hard to choke on both of those ends, and so I, the Grizz would take this in five, in my opinion. All right. All right. What about you guys? That's David, a, I mean, I, yeah, what about I think, David and I think Bryce? The, I think I've I've spoken about it enough. I think the Grizzlies would take this. I would. I, I think it would probably be a six six yeah. game series. I'm, I'm as much as I hate to say it. I'm a Grizzlies in six here. I don't think I have the the guy like you. You have two of the guy in Beal and George. I don't think I have one of them. So yeah, Grizzlies. All right. There you go. The Grizzlies move on to the next round, de- defeating the Denver Nuggets. All right, so the next matchup is the Pacers, which is Jason's team, my team, and the Clippers, which are run by Joe. This so is, this is this is really this is a marquee most, matchup. This is the most interesting matchup. Yeah, this, this is a marquee matchup. So so we can talk about the teams here. The Pacers have Drew Holiday, Donovan Mitchell, OG Anunoby, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Miles Turner, and the Clippers. Have Ben Simmons whoa, after whoa, some tinkering I, by Joe, Eric Bledsoe. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get to introduce my own team. No, 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 I'm gonna. I'm just introducing the matchup as a whole, and then we'll each introduce our team. <laughs> ben Simmons, Eric Bledsoe, Clay Thompson, Julius Randle, and Brooke Lopez. Um, by the way, all you can find all these teams if you want to look at them more closely on our Twitter, which is at Streaky S Podcast. So go check that out if you want to look at the teams while we discuss. Um, Joe, you want to start? You want me to start? You can start. All right. So the best for last. I've got the Pacers here, and I think that I did a really good job building around Giannis. I basically said that let's build a, a ridiculously <laughs> good defense, and, and let's put solid shooting all around him. So what I did was I was able to get Drew Holiday and Donovan Mitchell, which are both, you know, you wouldn't say they're point guards, but – I mean, I'm just going to share that between those two guys and Giannis. And I think that's effective enough where all of them can can kind of come off a pick and roll and, and run the show from time to time. And then I really think what makes this team so good is that we just lock down defensively and that our guards are our fierce defenders. And then we've got OG and Giannis, who are two of the best wing big defenders in the league. And then Miles Turner, who who's kind of the perfect fit in terms of being a rim protector, able to excel and drop coverage, and then also able to shoot threes. So I think I just kind of built a souped-up version of the Bucks, where everyone's a better shooter and everyone's a better defender. Um, and I think this really highlights Giannis' skill set. All right. So I'll be 100% honest here. Kind of fucked up my Clippers Ross there. It was going really good in the beginning, and then it kind of fell off. So my front court is Brooke Lopez, Julius Randle, and Clay Thompson. My back court is Eric Bledsoe and Ben Simmons. And originally, Julius Randle was not in there. It was originally John Collins. And I forget who who was my shooting guard instead of Eric Bledsoe. Lou. You, you had Lou. Uh, yeah, you had Lou Williams. Six men of the year. Every year. <laughs> Anyway, obviously my focal point is Ben Simmons here. And then my second round draft pick was Clay Thompson. Because if you're going to have Ben Simmons, you're going to want to surround him by shooters. So why not surround him by the second greatest shooter of all time? Mm-hmm. However, <coughs> in Brooklyn, Lopez, which is a phenomenal shooting center, I would say this. I think Julius Randle kind of clogs the paint here a little bit. 
think Eric Bledsoe is an underrated three-point shooter. I think Eric Bledsoe can also run an offense, which is important for Ben Simmons to not have to run the offense the entire time. I think Clay Thompson's an underrated, if he puts the ball on the floor, type of guy that he can score almost at any point. I think my team does its best job to... It's almost impossible to guard Giannis, right? He's a freak of nature. But I think my team has the length, of course, to kind of do it. I think Julius Randle's enough of a thick body. And Brooke Lopez, because I think that on his Pacers team, you can kind of bank on the idea of OG beating you. You know, like if if you didn't have a man on OG and you want to double-team Giannis by putting both Ben Simmons and Julius Randle on him, I also just don't think that Giannis has really proven himself in the playoffs. I think Ben Simmons is a better playoff player than Giannis, actually. So, got to hear, got to hear what Bryson. Did. All right, I'll try. Um, I just, I just want to first, I want to talk about the matchup a little bit because I didn't talk about that, but. I think that you've got, I mean, Ben Simmons is an unbelievable defender and kind of one of those guys that you say, okay, he's optimal to guard Giannis, but nobody's covering Giannis. Just, let's just get that out there. Um, and I think that I bring your, your rim protection away from the hoop. Um, and I think that OG has shown a lot of development this year on the offensive end and his ability to hit a three and then attack a closeout. So I, I just think that I'm kind of playing five out here, mm. Houston Rockets style. And that's kind of hard to defend when you've got Giannis at the point of attack. I agree. I think Joe has a lot of good bodies to stack the paint. Um, but I don't think that would succeed against your team. You guys, you're so good at shooting, Jason. Um, I, I, just I am putting a really bodies good in the paint with your only goal to stop Giannis. And that would probably limit Giannis a lot. Would end up leaving one of the other guys to just have a massive game. Yeah, I mean... This is interesting because I mean, I'm the Ben Simmons guy. Like as much as I want to side with Joe here, and I think that Joe did a really good job of building around Simmons. He has a good idea of what what's needed. Um, Schnall built a very like an optimal Giannis roster, in my opinion. That is, I think, of all the 16 teams we built, that is the best defensive team by far. Um, you have Miles Turner is one of the best rim protectors in the league. Giannis is probably the best defender in the NBA, if not top two or three. OG's a great wing defender. Mitchell and Holiday are all above – or both above average, you know, wing, point of the, point of attack defenders. My question with Chanel is, I think you have pretty good shooting, but you don't have – you don't have two things. One, you don't have a knockdown shooter. You don't have any – like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you'll admit that Drew Holiday for for his position yes. is a yes. below average perimeter shooter, even though he can shoot. Donovan yes. Mitchell is probably an average perimeter shooter for his position. OG has good percentages this year, but he's at three attempts a game. And obviously Giannis isn't a shooter. And Miles Turner is a good shooter for a center, but again, he's not he's not Carl Anthony Towns, not a lockdown guy, uh, knockdown guy. And then my second thing is that my biggest gripe with the Bucks in real life right now is that Giannis, I mean, like Joe said, can be limited in the playoffs when you throw big bodies at him. It's been proven. Um, we saw it on Christmas Day against the Sixers. We've seen that's like his kryptonite almost. And I don't think Chris Middleton is good enough to be 
the guy on the perimeter at the end of the game. And so while I think that your Pacers roster right here, I think is good enough to win this matchup in the long term, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is good enough to be that guy. That's that's something we might run into later, but that's like my main those are my two main flaws with your roster construction. And Joe with the Clippers, um, Clay Thompson and Brooke Lopez are phenomenal fits with Simmons. I think those three as a big three is great. Um, Bledsoe can create, but I still think you, to, to the point about Schnallstein, you need that guy that can go get you a bucket because Clay's not the guy that can do that. Simmons isn't that guy. You need... I think Eric Bledsoe is fine, but he's not really a guy that's going to put you over the top. I would, there. I would, I would disagree. I'm going to defend Clay Thompson here. I would say Clay Thompson is a certified bucket getter. Joe is very high. On I'm going to agree with that. I think Thompson's been like slotted as a shooter his entire career. I think he's a lot more than that, especially. I think. Listen, I think he's a great like weak side scorer. If you if you get it to him off the catch, he can take a couple dribbles and, and get up a mid range, and he's great from that. But but. At the end of the game, like you're not saying, okay, Clay, go run a pick yeah. and roll yeah. for us. I just don't think that Clay's ever had to be in the position to show that he can do it. But I'm, I'm. That's interesting. If you if you think he could, then I, I just yeah, I agree. He hasn't shown it. Um, and and David, I think your concerns about my team are, are valid. I just the, the the knockdown shooter point. I just don't think I really need that exactly because I think the main thing is just getting it to the point where you have to no, respect definitely. everybody. I agree. Yeah. And like, listen, yeah, I, I just don't think you can leave anybody on the perimeter. None of these guys are great shooters. I think Drew and, and Donovan Mitchell are probably a little bit underrated considering their, their primaries. So they, I mean, they yeah, have to take tough, tough off the dribble shoot. threes. And I think in a more yeah. spot up. So, I mean, it's interesting though. I, I, I think those are, those are, very valid concerns that I'm going to run into later in the playoffs. I think two things. I think one, we can agree that this seven-game series will come down a lot more to the bench. Obviously, we're only playing <laughs> seven-five, but I think that for both of these teams, like it would have to go deeper than that. Um, two, I think that the case for your Pacers team is more so banking on a guy to go for thirty or forty in a night, whether it be Giannis or Dimitch or possibly Drew Holiday versus I think my team is more of a cohesive everybody can put in 20 for you and that's how you're getting up to 100 points um and so that's why I'm gonna defend my team and just you know like believe in like strength and numbers Warriors motto here I think that there's more consistency and that there's more reliability in my team than to bank that Drew or Dimitch or OG is giving you 30 or 40 if you can Lockdown, Giannis. Yeah. Are we ready to vote? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with Pacers in six. I think unlike the rest of you, I was the highest on Giannis. I had him at second in the NBA. I do think he's that good. We saw him shut down in the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't think the Clippers team is built the same way that that Raptors team was. So I'm going Pacers. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good point that Bryce made. I'm going Pacers in seven. I think that Clay for Joe's team is good for two Clay games where Clay is going to uh, make ten, you know, eight, nine, ten threes, and they're going to win the game just because of how many opportun- open opportunities he's going to get with Ben Simmons uh, running the show. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't, I don't think it's enough to to Bryce's point. 
the Clippers roster does have. I mean, Simmons is good at guarding Giannis. Um, Randall's a body. Like they have guys that they can throw at him. But they that Raptors team was smothering. Like they had Kawhi, they had Marcus All, they had Serge Ibaka, they had Siakam at times. Like they they had multiple multiple different bodies of great defenders. I mean, Marcus Saul's a veteran defender. He def- he defends Giannis so well. They had a lot of guys like that, and I just don't think. I see enough of that as a Clippers. So I'll go. I'll go Pacers in seven. Um, yeah, I I agree with both those points. I just think like for me, like the first thing I look at is just how is Giannis is the best player in this matchup by far, and I think Ben Simmons is a great player. But I agree with Bryce. Giannis is the second best player in the league. He's shown that this year. He's had an MVP caliber season, and I just think he's that level of superstar. Um, but also, I just think I have enough enough guys who can who could really attack at the point of attack. That if if Giannis has a down game, like Drew Holiday run the show, Donovan Mitchell run the show, and I just think I have a lot of offensive options and just versatility up and down the roster. So I go with the Pacers. We slot in Pacers. Sorry, Joe. Joe, I, I want to. That, that's a well built team. I think that. I think that you put good fits around Simmons. Um, you kind of ran in, ran into a nightmare matchup first round because I think my Giannis team, just like just like your Simmons team, is kind of tailor made to defend my Giannis team. My Giannis team is kind of tailor made to defend your Simmons team. Clippers and seven. That's my take. <laughs> All right. So the next matchup, we've got the Utah Jazz, which is my team. Against the Philadelphia Sixers, which is David's team. So I'll just run through the rosters really quick. The Jazz have NBA Eastern (laughs) Conference All-Star starter Trey Young, um, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Paul Millsap, and DeMontis Sabonis. And the Sixers have James Harden, Josh Richardson, Buddy Heald, Robert Covington, (laughs) and Rudy Gobert. Um, I think this is a really interesting matchup because these teams kind of run very similar styles. And obviously, so they're both kind of have this dominant on-ball player. Um, Harden is better at that than Trey, like no no doubt about that. And and Gobert is going to be a great pick-and-roll partner for him. Um, why I think my team should win this matchup is I supplemented Trey, maybe being a little worse uh, as a pick-and-roll and isolation scorer than Harden, with surrounding him with other guys who can really just go get a bucket. So Gordon Hayward is such a good ball mover and, and kind of secondary attacker in his own right. Tatum can score whenever he wants and can be that guy that Trey's lacked in his career where we can really weapanize Trey off ball. Millsap's a lockdown, I mean, a knockdown shooter. He's, he's a very, very good defender. And same thing, just a very smart basketball player. And then I put Sabonis at the five. I think he's a, a perfect pick and roll partner with Trey, just in his ability to, to catch off the short roll and make a play. Um, and, and I think all these guys can handle the ball and we can weaponize everybody else as off ball scorers. So even though Trey is best as, as the number one, which I think he is on this team, we can have an egalitarian offense where everyone's contributing. Uh, yeah. So my team, I'm very proud of this team. I think this is, um, you know, the, the 67 win Rockets team improved greatly just because we saw how well the Harden-Capella thing worked, and now you essentially put a much better Clint Capella in its center. You have uh, one of the best 
rim protectors in the league, if not the best, a great center defender, a great rim runner, and Rudy Gobert pair with Harden. That by itself is going to be very hard to guard in the pick and roll. And then along with that, you have Buddy Heald, who is probably the third best shooter in the entire NBA. I don't think I'll get much much resistance with that take. You have Robert Covington, who is another knockdown catch-and-shoot guy that is a phenomenal defender. And then Josh Richardson, who, for his position, is probably a bit below average shooting uh, from deep. He's about – but he's still a a decent enough, pretty good shooter. Definitely cannot leave him open. But Richardson – does something for this team that's so important where he can handle the ball actually and run a little pick and roll. So it can alleviate um, the the need from constantly relying on Harden for a little bit. Um, Richardson's also a very good defender. And matchup specifically, um, my first question is, who are you hiding Trey Young on? I think that's going to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I think Gobert has just has such a height and strength advantage over Sabonis. I think uh, we're really going to win the rebound battle. And I just think we have guys to th- – I mean, you know, Harden isn't a great defender by any means, um, but he I wouldn't say he's someone you have to hide. And between him and Richardson, we have two guys that you could throw at Trey. Richardson actually defended Trey Young very well during the season, Schnall. I know you remember that. Um, and, yeah, he's a good defender mm-hmm. and that stuff. I don't know how well – I mean, I think it just comes down to James Harden by himself is an amazing offense. And then this team could run very similar to what the Rockets did, but I think it's better in almost every way, um, shooting-wise especially, and you have a better Clint Capella. And this team is also a much better defensively um, than those Rockets team. Covington was a first-team all-defense. Gobert is two-time defensive player of the year. Richardson, um, he had, I don't think he's been an all-NBA defensive, but certainly deserves it at some point in his career to have three very good defenders and uh, neither healed nor Harden are guys you really have to hide. So I just think this is a very well-balanced team that perfectly is built to Harden's strengths. Mm. David, my question yeah. I have for you. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Harden lay some goose eggs in the playoffs in the past. Sure. Um, shoots he shoots a lot of threes and sometimes his efficiency can really dip beneath 30 percent on like 10 attempts sure but not great what would you do because his game is just so much on finesse what would you do if he just has an off night what, what um, would the offense look like yeah so i guess the the quick answer is that this is a seven game series and i doubt that would happen more than once at most twice in the seven game series but what i would do in those situations is like i said we have josh richardson you can run the offense through a little bit. And you still have Buddy Heald, such a consistent shooter. Covington's such a consistent shooter. Just the two of them by themselves are are going to get you. They're going to hit shots. Um, Harden, like I said, Harden, you know, even if he's not shooting, he is still going to command all of the attention on the offensive end of the floor. And he's a great passer, great ball handler. He's going to be able to get those shooters involved and get Rudy Gobert involved. Rudy Gobert is consistently one of the most efficient players in the league in terms of finishing around the rim and he just is he's going to be so much bigger and taller and stronger than Sabonis I think Sabonis is going to have trouble guarding him especially when they get down on the block so I think there's a lot of different ways that we could go we could go with that so what I'd say to that is that I kind of agree that that Gobert is going to 
is, is tough for Sabonis. I think you're underrating Sabonis' strength. I think he's sure. He's, no, you're right. Like, you're right. He's a he's a like a, a block of stone. But I just I don't think Gobert has shown enough in terms of post scoring to really count on him to outside of the pick and roll really take advantage of that matchup. And then the two things I'd say are one, we've seen Houston abandon the pick and roll this year because they just Harden's ascended to that level where he's he's an isolation guy. Um, and then kind of Capella was left with nothing to do. So my question is, what happens when, I mean, I think Harden is best used as an isolation. So, so what are we doing with Gobert when Harden just goes ISO? And then my second thing is, is Jay Rich good enough as that secondary guy? Because we've seen Harden excel with that secondary guy being Chris Paul and then Russell Westbrook. Sure. And I think we can all agree Richardson's not on that level. Where sure he can do think, it for five, ten possessions a game, but I would I, think, I would I say so too. I think he'd be better here. off running through Heald than Richardson. I think that I think Heald. I think Heald. I don't think Heald either of them be, are good enough as a passer to really run that on this team. But I think Richardson's a very good ball handler, and he's a good enough passer to answer Schnell's first question. Um, I would. I understand that Harden is great in isolation, but I would still run a lot of pick and roll just because Rudy Gobert is so strong in those regards, and Harden obviously is. And I think just having mm-hmm. Gobert just hang around on the block is sort of fine when Harden's running isolation, just because he's almost always going to get past his first defender. Like who? Who's even guarding Harden on this? Harden on this team? I don't know, but he's almost always good enough to get past that first defender and he's going to get down low. And then Sabonis is going to have to either contest Harden um, and leave Gobert open for a lob or stay at home with Gobert and Harden's going to be able to make a good finish. So I still think you have that lob threat, even when you're running an isolation with Harden. Yeah, I agree with that. And in terms of who's guarding Harden, like this is kind of, this is a deficiency of my team is that I don't have a, a lockdown on ball defender. And I, I, I think I kind of mitigated that just because I didn't really focus on that. I focused on just giving team defenders and obviously Trey Young is a terrible defender, but the rest of this team is just very good team defenders. Um, and in terms of guarding Harden, I think I'd, I'd throw Hayward and Tatum on him and, and yeah, you know, and he, you he's going to get this. He's going to score like 35 plus a game. I think, listen, Trey, 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 this season and last season on the Hawks, we he's kind of been hidden on that the three-point shooter. And he doesn't do a great job yeah. of that in terms of chasing off screens and things like that. Um, I think this team reduces his offensive load sure. to a point where That's he can do point. a better job of that. Um, and in, if I put him on Buddy Heald, I just, like, I, I think that not making him defend in isolation is something that'll help him a little bit. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a little bit of an issue for us defensively, but I, I don't think it's this debilitating there. thing. If Trey brings what he's shown in the regular season to a playoff game, I think there's a chance he's run off the floor. I I mean to Bryce's point, Schnall, like I obviously you're not gonna put Trey on Harden, but yeah. you're gonna put him on Richardson or Heald, obviously, right? Both yes. Heald and Richardson, while they're not yes. Yes. I mean, you know, they're not Kevin Durant on the perimeter. They are a lot taller, a lot bigger than Young, and can dribble enough to the point where it's like we could whoever like whoever offense them. You know what I mean? Like they they are going to be four or five six inches taller than Trey, a lot bigger. They could back him down. 
as well as shoot over him to Buddy Hill, one of the best shooters in the league. There's a lot of different things we could do there. Uh, Rudy Gobert, one of the best screen setters in the NBA. Could you imagine him setting an off-ball screen for Heald when Trey Young's defending him? Trey Young's not getting around that. That's an open three. There's a lot of things that we could do there. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a valid point. I I do think that reducing okay. Trey's offensive level. No, that's a good. I agree defense, with that. But it's it's going to be that's such and, a and, hypothetical. And I think, yeah, this whole thing, of course, it's hypothetical. But this has been Jay, this has been kind of this has been Jay, proven time at this has been Jay, proven time Jay, after time that that when people have really speed. high offensive loads, it's kind of impossible for them to be to be I agree. good, no, that's a good or like good at all on defense. He doesn't. Um, he, so that's that's definitely been a problem for, and he's undersized. So he, I'm not saying he's going to be a good defender at the series. He's going to be a little bit of a liability. But that's why I wanted to build good team defenders around him. I think this team rotates out to shooters. Um, I think we have a lot of a lot of um, good options to be that to be that help defender at the rim, um, in terms of just size with Hayward being the two and, and Tatum at the three. Um, so I, I just think that the team's good enough defensively to, to so no, hide I want to hear a bit about, as much We've been as talking a lot about the Sixers offense. What would your offense look like? Yeah, so, so my offense's primary is the, the Trey Sabonis pick and roll. And Trey has shown, even this far in his career, two years, that he's one of the premier sure. pick and roll primaries in the league, just in terms of being a top three to five passer, depending on where you see him. And yeah. so good in terms of pulling up off the dribble and shooting threes. And then he's got the best floater in the league by percentage. So I think we, we, the, our offense is, is kind of a little bit similar to the Sixers in terms of it's the Trey Sabonis pick and roll. Um, but also I think that like the rest of my team, Hayward, Tatum, Millsap and Sabonis have all shown the ability to, to take the ball and just go and, whether that's, you know, making a play for somebody else or Tatum has become one of the best ISO scorers in the league. Um, I think we all have that ability to catch. Once, once the Trey pick and roll breaks down, any of these guys can catch and make a play. And then I also think we are, we are great in the, in the fast break, just in terms of that same thing. Anybody can really handle the ball. Um, so I think we're running up and down the floor and just everyone's making an impact offensively. But it starts with how much you believe in the tray on pick and roll. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. Um, obviously, some people are, are lower on tray than I am. Um, but I think that the Trey Young Sabonis pick and roll is going to be very dangerous as the core of our offense. Mm. Are you ready to vote? I'm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Go first. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. I have 76 years in My decision 100% comes down to what would Trey Young look like in the playoffs. And as good as he is on offense, and he is that good on offense, I think his defense is just so bad that David's entire game plan would be trying to switch Harden on him or just letting whoever Young's covering just score buckets. So I think I'd take the Sixers, but in seven. Like David said, this is a souped-up Rocket squad, and I think we have seen them take down teams, or at least take teams far at least this good. So I'm going Sixers in seven. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Sixers probably in about six. I think um, this is something I mentioned towards the end of when I was talking. Um, 
Rudy Gobert being one of the best screen setters in the NBA would be so useful on this team because, like like Bryce mentioned, you have Trey Young and like the end goal is in this offense is going to be is there a way that we can get Trey Young on James Harden because if that happens, he's getting to the rim nine and a half times out of ten, right? So we want that to happen. You have one of the best screen setters in the NBA. Like it's likely to happen. Harden's good enough with the ball in his hands that like he can get that matchup. And I just think we've seen so many times in the playoffs, players like JJ Redick, um, Bryce, who was, we were just talking about another player. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting that it just gets run off the floor. Oh, Ryan Anderson, Ryan Anderson, the Rockets, Ryan Anderson, Rock, Rockets play him in the playoffs. Like, there, there are players that, that like game plan, bang, 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 right at, right at Trey, right at Trey, whoever he's guarding. I think that would be relentless, and I think we yeah. win six. Trey's bad in the regular season. I think we would see historically bad in the playoffs. Um, okay, so the Sixers advance. I, I would pick my Jazz in seven. I understand why you'd pick the Sixers. I think it comes down to whether you can – how bad Trey is on defense and how dominant is how dominant is Harden on offense. Um, I think that Trey could step it up and be a – hopefully be a Steph Curry-like defender as to where, yeah, you could switch him on, but most of the time he can kind of hold his own to the point where by the time we get a rotation over there, we're not, we're not dead in the water. Um, but, yeah, so the Sixers have advanced. Um, all right, next matchup is the Magic versus the Thunder. So the Thunder are Joe's team. They've got Chris Paul, John Morant, Pascal Siakam, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And the Magic are Bryce's team with Damian Lillard, Zach Levine, Kelly Oubre, Bam Adebayo, and DeAndre Ayton. What's up? So go ahead. That team is a joke. No, (laughs) this is my favorite team, not just because it's Suns players. I think it's this the, the Phoenix Suns, and I think this team would be fun as hell. Not to mention, very, very, very good. I just okay. <laughs> I I I really like this team. I think Joe's team with Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge is not dominated by the big men, but big man oriented. And I don't really think you're getting anything on Bam and Aiton. Going to be honest, they are two elite, elite defenders. We have three front court players who can take the ball, dribble, they're facilitators, they're playmakers. I, I actually really this, this team is a bit of a team that I really DeAndre like. Ayton's a facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. All right, Joe, let's hear it. Ton of Donovan over there in New York. Um <laughs> look, Bryce thinks his magic team is really fun, so then if his magic team is really fun, then my <laughs> team is super duper fun. We haven't even got into my we haven't even got into my Nets team. I hate That's that the team most so fun. much. It's by far the most fun. <laughs> but the Nets team is my favorite. The Nets team is my favorite. But anyway, so this Thunder team, I just like all right. So Pascal Siakam was obviously the first pick here. I think Pascal's a very underrated not underrated player. I think he's an underrated playoff player. I think he, for having, like, his first playoff last season, like, really showed up and, like, showed, like, that he wasn't just a regular season type of player that he could produce in the, in the postseason as well. And then um, <coughs> my second-round pick was Chris Paul, who, when healthy, I think is the best point guard in the league, possibly. 
like a little bit out of his prime, but as far as defense and offense goes, being able to play both ends of the floor and being able to facilitate, which I don't think we've ever seen Pascal play with a facilitator. He's only ever played with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's a good player. He averages about six or seven assists a game, but playing next to Chris Paul, who would also be able to mentor John Morant, who's already a phenomenal player, and yeah, like he's his team's number one option, and that's probably why he averages so much. But I think that just the raw talent, the natural like, and the raw skill of being such a bucket getter, I think John Morant finishes around the paint, super similar to players like Iverson, who are just like lethal type of finishers. So it's like they could chalk up a trick shot, and there's a higher chance that it's going in than it's not. But then look like. Blake Griffin out of his prime and Marcus Aldridge out of the, out of his prime too. Both are experienced veteran playoff players. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin obviously have some chemistry hmm. going on from the original Lob City days. I I just think that this team could take it almost my, my argument to you having recreated this this part team. of Lob City is we've seen what they do in the playoffs and that's nothing. Which they do nothing. They always <laughs> have great seeds and they do nothing. I and that's with Griffin and Paul, I think, being better in the past. Granted, the rest of the team's very different, but if that's a similarity, I think that would not help. I think that, like, Lob City not being able to produce that much is a combination of two things. I think there's some chemistry issues. Sure. DeAndre Jordan in the locker room is not the greatest. I, I think that, that the Lob City wasn't the issue there. Also, they had tough matchups. I mean, they were playing against the Warriors, who weren't, like, early on Warriors, but, again, the Warriors. And also, this early on, like, that Spurs dynasty that was taking down the Miami Heat in 2013 and 2014. So, I don't know if Lob City was kind of the issue as to why. Yeah, I want to chime in. Bryce, you are one that believes in the philosophy that in the modern NBA, games are won on the perimeter, not down low. And I would agree yeah. that you have, of course, a guy mm-hmm. is so iffy now. Well, Marcus Aldridge is a good player, but he's out of his prime, and his game doesn't necessarily fit the league well. You have, and he's a mid-range guy. Um, and Bam's great. Aiton's improved defensively. But with Siakam, <coughs> Ja, and Chris Paul – you have Dame is Dame's a pretty bad defender. Um, he's not Trey Young bad, but he's pretty bad. Zach Levine's pretty bad. Um, like, how are you? How are you guarding Paul Morant and Pascal? And I I understand that you have that front court advantage, but I think the back court heavily goes into Joe's favor. I am the philosophy that games are won offensively on the perimeter, defensively down low. Yeah, Chris Paul is a good shooter. If I'm leaving him for wide open shots, I, I wouldn't want to do that, but I don't think Lillard, Levine, and Ubre are that bad. They're not great, but they're not that bad. Um, I I would feel comfortable in having Bam and Aiton, who are two very, very, very good defenders. I'm interested. Do you would you uh, put who would you put Bam on? Yeah, who's covering Siak? Well, okay, yeah. And also, I want definitely to know who's a weird one just because he's Definitely bigger than Ubre, um, and I wouldn't feel comfortable dropping Ubre on Griffin or Aldridge. So I, I think I'd have to leave Ubre there. But 
I think Siakam's biggest strength, we can agree, is in transition. Yeah. Ubre's athletic as hell. Guy's just a pure athlete, can jump out of the stadium. Um, I, I, I don't think he'd shut him down in transition, but I do think he would limit them, uh, limit the whole team. And I think Adebayo and Aiton are also two fantastic. They're fast guys. They run in transition well, both on offense and defense. So I, I think this team is not great with perimeter defense, but I don't think that is necessarily something you need anymore to win games. Um, I want to jump in here and say these yeah. are like two of the weirdest teams that have been drafted. Like, okay, Joe, you've got two point guards and then two power forwards. I know positions aren't a thing anymore, but like, th- that's a little weird. And then, and yeah, then Bryce, you've got two yeah. non-shooting centers on your team. And then two guys who don't play any defense. So, I mean, listen, and, and obviously none of those things are, are destroying these teams because they're both good teams. But this is just a, a weird matchup, and it's kind of interesting to think about. Um, for me, the, there are a couple primary things leading me either way. One, for, for the Thunder, there's just no really reliable shooting. Chris Paul and, and Siaka, maybe you've got like one and a half reliable shooters which is going to be kind of tough. Sure. Um, that's one sure, concern. Sure. Under the three-point shooter. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think you want – I don't know. I, I don't trust him enough to make that. Yes, I agree. And then for Bryce, it just – it's kind of – for some reason, even though these are this is these are kind of well-balanced teams, it's just coming down to me for Damian Lillard against Pascal. I think that's I kind of what this matchup comes Pascal down to. I don't think would be able to um, do enough on the perimeter. But, and I don't think him against Adebayo and Aiton would be something that would work in a seven-game series. Um, Bryce, are you playing through the post? I think, I think it's, this is a And same, same question to you Lillard. after, Joe. Lillard's Lillard. We've seen what he can do in the regular season, obviously, in the playoffs. The guy's cold-blooded. He's just good at scoring. He's good at passing. I think Levine is better than McCollum, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a fantastic shooter. We've seen him explode. So playoffs are a question mark for him. I'll give him that. I think. I think that, Levine's a great I think fit Ubre next to Offensively, at least, he has a lot of. I think he's a Ubre's dynamic a pretty scorer, good fit, great finisher, dunker. Um, Ubre is, you know, I think he's he's shown enough defensively to be to be the three on this team, and, and I don't even think we talked about ball play making. The guy's well. slowly turning into a walking triple double. He's a really good facilitator, great passer. Joe, you're a Heat fan. You can speak in just how good this guy is. He's a great. Yeah, player. I'm really big on Bam. I think I, I'd rather build a team around Bam than Trey Young right now, but. That's a different discussion. You just have an irrational hate of okay Trey Young. okay on but... offense. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> good. It's not an irrational Trey Young hate. It's just an irrational. Aiden's good at what he does. Good finisher. He can dunk. He can run the pick and roll. Um, uh, he, I would say he's a pretty net neutral player on offense and clearly makes up for it on the defensive end. I think if the biggest issue with this team is perimeter defense, one, I don't think it's that bad. We're not running Trey Young and Colin Sexton out here. It's fine. Uh, Lillard, I think, going with your Trey Young point, Jason, I think he'd be carrying less of an offensive load. I think you can run it a lot more through Adebayo and Levine, give them a bit more attention mm-hmm. on defense, the ability to pick up that end of the floor a little bit more. 
So, yes, I think this team is a little weird, but I think this is a roster that would go pretty far. I, I like this team, actually. Not my best team, but they're definitely I, Wait, can favorite. I pitch it for a second? So, I think we need to – like, Joe can have his time to rebuttal, but I think we need to go a little faster because yeah, yeah. we're only four matchups in and we're out almost an hour. So Let's do it. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's halfway. Okay, but, yeah. So we're gonna go through the joke. we'll go through the first round today, and then we'll have. Here's my here's my here's my quick little rebuttal. My team's looking like this. My team's looking like that Spurs that second Spurs dynasty, right? Like a little revamped version. Instead of Kawhi Leonard, you have Pascal Siakam. Instead of Tim Duncan, you have Blake Griffin, which is a little bit of a downgrade. But instead of Tony Parker, you have a better point guard in Chris Paul. And instead of Manu Ginobili at six man, you have Ja, who's a more skilled and talented athlete. Maybe less groomed right now, but that's just because he's a rookie. And instead of Thiago Splitter at center, you have Marcus Aldridge, who's a more seasoned player. I think that this team isn't necessarily the greatest three point shooting team, neither with that Spurs team. But the reason why they were able to get it done was because they were destroying the Miami Heat and every other team on the pick and roll and the pick and pop, especially with Tim Duncan being able to hit from the elbows. I think Marcus Aldridge is one of the greatest pick and pop players in the NBA, like to this day still because of his ability to hit that mid-range shot. And I think every single one of my players is a mid-range player slash a slasher. Like if they're coming in from the three-point line and taking it to the hoop, I think that they have a 50-50 shot of finishing it, whether a seven foot DeAndre Ayton is protecting the rim or not. And if not, they can just dump it off to Blake Griffin or Marcus Aldridge and continue to run the offense and reset it. So I think that this team could take this magic team. I don't think it's the All best right, ready to vote. team, but I think that they could take this magic team for sure. So at first glance, right. I was siding yeah, with let's Thunder, do it. David, go ahead. I, then I started realizing that Dame Willard is the best player in the series. And I think. I think Dame Lord is a different tier of player than Siakam and Chris Paul. Even though they might not be that far on our top 50 players list, Dame Lord is, is some guy that can be your number one. I think Dame Lord's good enough to be a number one offensive player on a championship team. He's that good. He can win a playoff series by himself. And I think him and Bam is so intriguing because Bam is so bouncy and can do so many things around the rim that I think I'm going to side with Bryce, Bryce's team in seven, although it's very, this is the closest matchup we've done so far. I think. Yeah, David, I have kind of the exact same thought process as you. I also have Magic in seven. And, you know, I, I thought about it the same way. It's just, as I said, it's kind of, however much this is not at all true in NBA basketball and kind of gets overplayed sometimes, this kind of comes down to, to Damian Lillard versus Siakam. Just because I think that both these teams are so weird that they're going to attack you in different ways. But I think it comes down to, to how much better Damian Lillard is and how he's able to really take over and play with Levine and, and Bam really well versus Siakam, who's kind of Joe's team has questionable shooting and um, kind of a clogged, clogged paint. So, yeah, I go with the Magic, but again, very close matchup. I take Magic in six. For sure, um, I like I like David said. I think yeah, Lillard I is so. just different. The guy, the man's just so good. Um, the rest of the team, I really like. I, I think they're less weird than you guys are giving giving them credit for. I do think they would work, but uh, this is definitely I I would say one of the closer matchups we've had. 
Sorry, Joe. I'm still taking my Thunder in six or seven. I just think that I, I all could see Damian Lillard's a different tier than the rest of these players, but the rest of those players on that team just, like, don't fit. Or not that they don't fit. They're just, like, they're just so par. They're so, like, average that I think... If you if you gave me your team, team, if you took Paul Griffin Aldridge five years ago, experience. they would blow my magic out of the water. But this isn't five years ago. This is today, <laughs> so. Uh, Heat Lakers, because Joe has to leave, kind of. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're okay. moving Heat on. I, I, yeah, that's Joe me has to leave in 25 yeah. minutes. So I'm, oh. I'm going Heat Lakers is who? Heat, Heat is Joe's. <laughs> Uh, oh. uh, Luca, Brogdon, Danny Green, Zion. Read through your roster. Read through your roster. And I think that I'll give I'll give a little spiel because this is all I'm gonna say. Uh, I tried to build around Luke, around Luca here, and um, I added Danny Green because you want a perimeter defender who can shoot. Nice fit. Brogdon's another good defender. He was a 50, 40, 90 guy last season. Low key. Um, Zion right. is is so like dynamic and can do all these things. Uh, but at the end of the day, like. I th- I would say my only advantage uh, towards in front of Joe's team is who the who the fuck's guarding Zion because I assume you would put Kawhi on Luca and Victor and Kemba are too small to guard Zion so I think Zion would have a a, a mismatch most of the time but like at the end of the day his team is is I think Joe, the Joe's Heat team might be the best team out of the sixteen it's so good um, in a lot of different ways and they just we just don't have. The defense to guard Walker, Depot, and Kawhi. Um, really don't have anyone to guard Kawhi. And he, I mean, we saw what Kawhi could do last year. And I think this team around him right now is probably better than the Raptors team he had last year. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's just a great, great team. I think the Heat would win yeah. five. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, David, as much as I think Luke is a very good player and I think Zion is too, I just don't – I think it's kind of – Exactly. They both have some deficiencies right now that makes it hard to fit them together, um, even though they're, they are a theoretical, like, incredible fit just in terms of what they both do best. But there are things that they both don't do very well right now that kind of make it questionable. I really and again, like this is weakness, as much glaring as, weakness. I mean, Joe's team, Heat team they is They kind of do it all. And yeah. do it on a high level too. Yeah, I this it's going to be. Yeah, I'll take heat and five. The Heat team could definitely make a run. I have the yeah, Heat and, the heat and five here as well. Doesn't have to do any defense. <laughs> no, Save us some time. All right, so Miami Heat. <laughs> Joe didn't even have to talk about the team. You can save it for next time, Joe. You can save it for your second Ooh. round matchup. All right, the next matchup we have. Is the Rockets yeah. versus the Raptors? My Rockets, these are my favorites. So, um, Bryce, you want to go first with Jimmy your Rockets? Butler, Will Barton, Draymond Green, and Carl Anthony Towns at five. Um, yeah, and then my Raptors, I've got Steph Curry, and then Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram, I Tobias really Harris, like and match. Serge Ibaka. I think this would be one of the more fun playoff um, series. Go ahead, Bryce would have ever seen if this were to be recreated. I think on both sides, there are just so many dynamic scores, a lot of fun. I would say with my Mm -hmm. team, I guess I'll start with the weakness. Shooting is a little suspect. Um, De'Aaron Fox isn't very good. Butler's pretty bad. Barton, he's serviceable for sure. Green is green. 
Cat is very, very good. So I think that would be a legitimate option, hitting him in the uh, at the perimeter. But overall, I think this team is athletic. They got dogs, just absolute dogs in Butler and Green. Um, I, I think it's a good enough defensive team, a great enough defensive team to hide Carl, who's pretty bad. Besides that, I, I think these, this team would just run in transition, fight for every loose ball. I, I think that they provide a level of physicality that most teams can't deal with. Yeah, so so my argument for my Raptors team is that we just – I think this is like a, a great Steph Curry team in that we've got dribble, pass, and shoot all throughout all throughout the roster. And Chris Middleton can assimilate Clay Thompson, and then Ingram and Harris are just kind of very underrated playmakers and then a little bit of their own isolation scoring. Um, same with Ibaka, just a really smart player who shoots the three well and, and plays good defense. So what I think this team does is just it kind of plays like the Warriors with with some more um, playmakers and guys who can run the show. Uh, and then against this Rockets team, it's kind of, again, yeah, I, I question Bryce's shooting. Um, yeah. But I also say that I'm going to make Carl Towns defend on the perimeter. And I know you think you can you can hide him a little bit, but that, that's not how my Warriors team runs. Like, we, we're going to run like the Warriors. We're going to be moving all the time. We're going to be setting off ball screens. I'm gonna, I, I want to force Carl Anthony Towns and all your other guys to just run all over the it, floor. It would be a little, like and, I've been saying, I think. And try to see if you can keep up with our shooters and playmakers. It's just so important. And Towns is just straight up bad. I don't see him getting owned by Ibaka. I think he is, is, I think Towns is a bit soft, but just a pure size advantage there. Yes, Abaka Abaka is not gonna is not gonna kill him. Just any series with and I agree by the way, this is an incredibly Curry, fun Curry. series. Just like well, two just two completely different play styles that both Curry work really well. Clearly, just a different level. So much, he's just a much higher level than you find with Butler or Fox. However, I think the Rockets team has a balance, yeah. and Draymond is yet again, I think, a net neutral in offense. Um, great passer, great distributor, great rebounder obviously great on the defensive end um i I think that fox butler backcourt would be something to watch um one thing at Uh, what game in this series does jimmy butler fight (laughs) before the series got it all right let's let's hear from david uh, what would be the replacement for My my two cents is that I like what Bryce tried to do with the team a lot, and it's so fascinating. And I also agree this would be a really cool series. But you're only like Will Barton's a fine shooter; he's pretty good, but he's really you know he's not that dynamic. And Cat's he's obviously, limited. yeah, he's limited. Cat's obviously an unbelievably good shooter. You have Jimmy Butler is a, is a non shooter, like not not just yeah. he's a bad shooter, like he is. He is probably yes. a worse three-point shooter than Giannis, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Doesn't shoot, does not shoot Dre. threes. Yes. Draymond, obviously, really a non-shooter much. And Fox can shoot. Not great. Um, I think that's going to be – you're going to have trouble guarding. Like, it's going to be – you're going to have trouble creating offense at times because of that. And I think that when you have a team that has the best shooter of all time with all the gravity and Brandon Ingram can handle the ball a little – you have 
I mean, everyone at Schnall's positions one through four can all take you off the dribble and score. Tobias Harris, yeah. I, I really don't like Tobias Harris on the Sixers. He is an underrated off-the-dribble player, and I think an overrated shooter, even though he's still a pretty good shooter. Um, they just have – I just think Schnall's team has so many ways they can attack you. Abaka's still a good rebounder and pretty good down low, and they have yeah. Steph. They have Steph. Like, I, I, yeah. I would take the Raptors in this. I think Steph's the big one. However, Carl, we've talked about how great of a shooter he is, but I think just his overall offensive game against Serge Ibaka, no less, I think that could lead to almost constant doubles. And I think the issue with the Rockets is I don't know what they would do if that happened. They don't have a good enough shooter to to kind of limit that or stop that if they were to yeah, that's what I was about to do say, constant actually. doubles. I think it does come down to Steph just – so often these playoff series are just who's the best player, and Steph is clearly the best player by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was about to say that, that I just think it's it's safe to double cat in the post in this matchup, which is tough for your offense, because then it's the Jimmy Butler show, and he's a great player, but I don't think that yeah, the Jimmy Butler show and the, only the Jimmy Butler show team. is enough to, to really I win just think series. a matchup round one against Steph Curry would probably serve a bit too much. I think that was the almost the worst possible player they could have faced. Just such a great, great perimeter player. Even though I think I have five or four great defenders, I think Curry is just a different level, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah right, I, I say uh, Raptors with Shaw. All right, Dave and Joe, go ahead. The Joe dip. Joe dips. <laughs> Joe. Says he's here. <laughs> I'll go Raptors right. and six. Well, anyway, I also this, have the Raptors. would sell tickets. Um, yeah. Asses and Five seats. or six. Yeah, a lot of fun. A few fights going on. Joe Joe says he's talking, but we oh can't yeah, this hear would him. be fun. Leave and rejoin. Yeah, so Joe, uh, just leave Joe, and rejoin. Ha- wait, Joe, first tell us See if that you works. object to the Raptors <laughs> winning the series. Text us, just so we can move on. Raptors sweep, okay. Raptors that's... sweep. I don't know about that <laughs> one. It's but... a great podcast. It's texting. Wow. <laughs> sweep is tough in this format. I don't think there's any sweeps going on. But all right, Joe, Rockets try to are, try to leave the and, podcast and rejoin, right, well, and hopefully we can hear you. Do we have, we have a message from Joe? Yeah, the Rockets team. are not as good on D as claimed. Joe just really doesn't like Jimmy Butler, and I can. I, I can think Draymond him. has regressed so, a little bit defensively. Statistically, and he's they're great, and I think that there's a level of intangible <laughs> dogness uh, on this team that wouldn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet besides just good defense, but yeah. Joe probably muted himself. I'm a lot of sweep, but Raptors definitely win this. Um, let's see. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Just close out of the app, Joe. All right. Yeah. All right, it worked. (laughs) All right, we're, we're going to get Joe back in a minute, so let's just go to the next matchup. We've got the Bucks versus oh, the Mavericks. Wow, this is, this is me versus Bryce again, oh, back to back. First. This is a really interesting matchup to me. So, um, my Mavericks. Yeah, my Mavericks, we've got Kyrie Irving at the one, Iguodala at the two, Danilo Gallinari, 
Kristaps Porzingis and Joel Embiid. So I was lucky enough to get this team at an at an almost back to back. And so what I did was, you know, Embiid's tough to build around, but I was able to get Kyrie in the next round, who I think works really well there in terms of his ability to to play make and and work off ball a little bit more than he's shown in his career. Um, and then I've just got Gallinari and Porzingis are great shooters. Um, and then I snagged Iguodala to just be that lockdown defender. And I think that's actually, this is the one yeah. series where that was a really, really smart move by me just because we're going up against LeBron, which Bryce is going to talk about. Um, but I just think this team is like Kyrie and Embiid are so talented offensively. And Porzingis, too, yeah, is so, so talented. One player we've um, obviously I think been it missing works. is the GOAT LeBron James. Have him at the one slotted here, obviously. Really could have thrown him at basically any position. He is just that good. we got CJ at the two. I think he provides some dynamicism, some shot-creating scoring. Really just a great player. One of my favorite picks in this, Duncan Robinson at the three. You got one of the best up-and-coming shooters in the NBA. The guy is just absolute knockdown. John Isaac, Jonathan Isaac at the four for defense. Vukovic at the five for defense, and I think an additional way to score. Um, I like this team. I think it's a little strange. I think it's a le- good, good LeBron team, though, which I think is the important part about working around him. Uh, yeah, so what I'd say about your team, Bryce, is I He's think fine. that Isaac is a questionable yeah, I, shooter and Vucevic is not really an off-ball player. Um, his defense has progressed to the point where it's it's hideable. Uh, the question I'd have is, yes, yes. I, I You're right, actually. You're right. My question is, um, a, I think is he going to is he going to cover Embiid? Or is Embiid going to feast? centers you could put on Embiid that would change that. Um. Vukovic is a big body, bigger body than people. I will, as, I will say the magic um, and my other thing is trouble, and Vucevic does usually play pretty well against Embiid. I'll say that. Um, I don't know why, but he does. The other thing I'd say, Bryce, is that one of, one of the big deficiencies, I think, on this team is that Gallinari is, is a tough defender. Um, is not, I mean, not yeah, a very I good don't defender, see a guy who's but I think that he can be play honest. Duncan Robinson. He could have done it two, three years ago. I see, I see Iguodala. I actually I see, I think that Iguodala has historically been the best, one of the best LeBron defenders in the league. And I know he's, I know he's aged, but I still think in terms of if I'd pick any player in the league to, to defend LeBron, um, he, he's up there. He's not who I'd pick, but. He's definitely up there as one of those top options, um, and with Embiid lurking, lurking in the paint, and P- Porzingis too. I think. Um, uh, I think I, I could. The one do a fine There's job, a couple bro. things towards Schnall's, uh, Schnall's favor. One, who's guarding Kyrie? Ah, that's a rough one. Um, and then sure. the whole Embiid, like Porzingis. You're not gonna. I assume mm-hmm. you're gonna run Porzingis on the perimeter, just have him shooting Schnall, right? Um, so in that sense, I think a problem with that yes, is that yeah. you yeah, throw yeah. Isaac, Jonathan Isaac on him, and then you unleash Isaac as an off-ball defender. You can go double, and Isaac's one of the best defenders in the league, obviously. So that's actually, I would say, advantage towards Bryce. And I really like Bryce's build around LeBron. Yes, and yes. I understand how it's really hard 
having the first overall pick because you don't get another pick yeah. for such a long time. Like, CJ yeah. McCollum is probably one of the worst second-best players on any of these teams. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, the reason that LeBron <laughs> and Kyrie fit so well was because it wasn't because Kyrie was Kyrie. It was because Kyrie was a guy that could just ISO and get buckets when LeBron needed to rest. Like, if you if you watch those Cavs teams, most of the time when, like, LeBron was running the offense, Kyrie wasn't that involved. Like, it was like it was the LeBron show, and Kyrie could get some catch-and-shoot opportunities maybe late in the shot clock. But this is Bryce's team. This is LeBron's show. And then when LeBron's tired, CJ can CJ could do his thing for a few minutes in spurts. Yeah, Duncan I Robinson agree. is a premier three-point shooter, perfect for LeBron. I think Isaac's pretty good defensively. And then you have another guy, Vucevic, who – when you know when LeBron's mm-hmm. a little tired, just throw the ball to Vuce in the post. You have Robinson on the perimeter; they can shoot. McCollum can shoot. LeBron can shoot. You don't want to leave him open. I I just think LeBron is just so so much better yeah. than anyone the Mavericks have. I I think this LeBron team is going to be tough to beat. I would go the Bucks in six. I think there's there's a meme that LeBron turns all of his teammates into spot up shooters. Um, Duncan Robinson yeah, wants nothing more in this entire world than to sit in the corner and just <laughs> wait for a perfect pass from the number one player in the NBA. Yeah. Dream. Yeah, so, listen, I really like – I'm going to go with the Bucks too. I really liked my Mavs team. I thought, I, I think this team is just so potent offensively. Um, with Kyrie and Reed and then I Gallinari and Porzingis. But it, LeBron's format, LeBron. So, like, yeah, in this I, format, I don't I think, think my Bucks, I don't think my Mavericks win the series just because we're going up against LeBron. Put up a fight against everyone. He's just that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think LeBron's the one player in this thing where it's like, yep. We, we've been talking about kind of, players being um, in different he's, tiers, he's a team like onto Lillard, his own. Curry. Like, LeBron's five he, tiers. I, I agree. He's, LeBron is in the class of his own. Still, still, in my opinion. There's... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we're just smart. People argue that. I think, for some yeah. reason, we're all in agreement that LeBron is just on another level, just in terms of his yeah. his play. Yeah, maybe we're just smart. In terms of his playmaking and just ability to run the show. Um, so, yeah, the Bucks he, will advance. He conceded this um, one for me. Unfortunately, we lost the Joe. Yeah. He's been just, unable I mean, to rejoin. Joe, Joe, so we're going to leave the last first-round matchup. He wants to talk about his Nets team, even he though did. they're going to lose next episode when we go into round two. He just wants to talk about them because he loves them. I hate his Nets team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, his Nets team is – yeah, I agree. His Nets team sucks. It's but For reference, it's D'Angelo Russell – Devin Booker, Shea Gildress Alexander, Anthony Davis, and Hassan Whiteside. I agree. With <laughs> and then why does he, he just has, he has he such a gap? Yeah, he loves Devin Booker and Shai, Shea Gildress on the same team. Uh, who knows? So big. But... <laughs> like, it's just like a big, like, for one position higher. Um, I really like my Celtics team. This might be my favorite yeah. team. It's, it's <laughs> I think, a better yes, version yes. of the, that Thunders team that took Warriors to seven. It's Westbrook, Jalen Brown, Eric Gordon, Kevin Durant, Steven Adams. So obviously we have those three guys that started on that Thunder's team, and then who? I mean Durant, more or less. We the rule that we made was that we're assuming that Durant is he might lose something when he comes back from the injury, but he's not like it's not like he lost abilities. So he's still like that top five, top three player, right? That's the assumption we all made. Yeah. Okay. 
It's it's it's. Yeah, I had him at I am at six yeah. or seven, but but yeah, I think I think the assumption is he comes back. He lo- he's because that he's injury more or is less the, the same worst guy. injury. He's still that. He can get in basketball so right now, but I think we're Durant, assuming he retains his status as, a, as an elite player. You have Russell Westbrook, who was yeah. a great you know great Thunder buddy with Durant. They they fit together very well. Westbrook's so dynamic, and you have Stephen Adams. The Adams Westbrook pick and roll is unbelievable. One of the best pick and roll duos in the league. Uh, last season, they have great chemistry. And then you add Jalen Brown, who's so interesting because he can shoot very well. He can defend very well. And he also can do a little bit of dribbling and scoring for himself. And then Eric Gordon, let's just shoot the lights out of this fucking stadium. We have Durant, a top five shooter in the league. We have Eric Gordon is a very good shooter. Jalen Brown's a good shooter. Westbrook, not a great shooter can kind of shoot and obviously Steven Adams is a non-shooter I just think this team has so much so many things they can do uh the Nets team I just struggled to see who's I guess you'd put Anthony Davis on Durant which is like kind of fine even though I think Durant would blow by him a lot but then who's guarding Jalen Brown yeah, like they, there's just really no. I since Delo and that's Booker tough. are both that's so AD bad, on the land, there's really no ideal. ideal spot for them because West, you have Jalen Brown and Westbrook still. I, I think honestly, I think this would be a sweep in all honesty uh, for the Celtics. Um, yeah, I actually agree with you. I just that's think that, funny. Uh, they Delo and Booker yeah. just don't fit offensively. And I mean, defensively, defensive, yeah, offensively, they fit fine. And I know there's this whole I idea that they're going to come together in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns, the worst big man defender in the league, and somehow be a championship contender. But that's not going to happen. Um, I just think, yeah, I actually think, David, is your team kind of plays like a, the Rockets did this year, which is that they have, um, I, I think that Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams kind of it worked. Russell Westbrook and Clint Capella yeah. in terms of, yeah, they're two non-shooters, but like, I don't know. You just got so yeah. much talent. It works. It works. I like this KD Celtics and Russell team. Westbrook have worked, and, and now that I think they work. Yeah, again, talk about levels. One beneath LeBron. He's just good. Westbrook, that's a dog. He just provides it. I mean, obviously average triple doubles for, what, three years straight. The man just does it all. Mm-hmm. I like that Celtics team. The Nets, you know, I'm a Booker guy. I watch him a lot. I watch him so much to know that he would get just absolutely waxed in this series. <laughs> the man can't defend anybody. You put him with D'Lo at the one, uh, <laughs> that would be a disaster. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think that'll do it. That's the first round. Celtics advance. Um we're going to have a podcast up again in, sometime in the next week that will go through the second round and then we'll, we'll declare a champion. I think some interesting takeaways are, one, is shooting is the most important thing right now because as soon as you lack even one shooter, it just changes the whole dynamics of how you're going to have to play offense to kind of hide that guy offensively. Two is defensive versatility. You want your best defender guarding the best player on the other team. And if you can't do that, then it kind of forces you to make adjustments you don't want to make. Um, and then three is the power of the superstar. So many of these matchups Absolutely. kind of come down to how much better one superstar is than the other guy's superstar. Um, that's why basketball yeah. is 
is the star right, yeah, and why the superstars run the league. The next matchups. Grizzlies. So yeah, that was fun, guys. My Beal George Alonzo team Ooh. versus Dame Lillard Levine That's Uber. Fun. That's an interesting matchup because I think. Fun. Did I misread it? No. Grizzlies. Oh, the, Grizzlies I, I, Pacers. I not Grizzlies. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, I have the brackets here. It's Grizzlies Pacers. No, you you may have it differently. Yeah. Right? Okay. Grizzlies Pacers. Yeah. It's Grizz- so it's Grizzlies it, Pacers, which is it's a very interesting matchup. Ooh. Yeah, so I've, so Grizzlies That's Pacers, fun. and then we got Sixers versus Magic. Um, yeah, another interesting one. We have Titans. Uh, it's great. We've eliminated some of the more questionably constructed teams, and now we just have some great squads going. Then we've got yes, Titans. In the, in the other bracket, we've uh, got Heat Kawhi. versus Raptors, which Ooh. is going to be very very That's interesting. Exciting. That's that's Steph Curry. Steph Curry against Kawhi. Ooh, that is a very interesting team? matchup. And then we've got That's Bucks LeBron. versus Celtics. That's LeBron Durant. So yeah, this was this was a fun and, exercise. And, and, and Durant and Durant. That's has the LeBron team, team again, versus so. the KD. And everyone's and LeBron Durant. Durant. We've got some wins, yeah, some Titans is the right better player when he's just not. <laughs> something familiar. What happened in the past when that happened? I I sat, well, before we finish, let me just say <laughs> that anyone that ever said Durant was better than LeBron when the Warriors won yeah. the finals is just so dumb. I like like there's no. <laughs> I, I understand that, and I'm saying like there are some basketball opinions that I disagree with. That I at least people that know, still say the that. rationale. I can respect it. Like you are dumb if you ever thought Durant was a better player. Watch, just watch the games. LeBron, I mean, LeBron's 50, 50 point game <laughs> in Game One in twenty eighteen was so amazing. What he did, it's like that by itself just showed no one could do that. What he did that game by himself. No other help on his team whatsoever. Like his second, his second best player was Jeff Green, who is he? Is he in the NBA still? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Two seasons and probably seventh man. <laughs> yes, seventh he is. man. Yeah, he he's on the Jazz, and he's the second best player on the team. He's on the, the Jazz. Finals. He's on the NBA One of the TV. best teams ever. Yes, Are you yeah. kidding me? LeBron's the best player ever. A oh, best player. <laughs> don't. I hate that. Sorry, I need to get that off my chest. I, I would add on yeah. to that. If you think a yep. player was better, much less significantly <laughs> better than LeBron James since, I'm going to say 2008. Yeah. There was no one ever better. Uh, you, don't know yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. Since 2008, I think he has firmly held the title of the best player in the world. I agree. I also, hot take, I think that, you know, LeBron's prime is regarded as his mm-hmm. years in Miami, and that makes sense because – Obviously, he made four straight finals. He had the MVPs, won his first championships, blah, blah, blah. I think LeBron was his best, uh, his second run in Cleveland. I think that's when he was the best. Because he, he, he was a better shooter, and he, um, he lost a little bit of athleticism and defense, but he was a better shooter, more IQ, better passer. Like, he was a savant. He became a savant during those years, in my opinion. We saw that in his power. I, just, I think he peaked – He's 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 not that far from his peak right now, I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. He's not that far removed yeah. from it. I I honestly <laughs> think that he could he could Doesn't play look into like his forties. Will LeBron just, ever just age? The best That's the big the question. That's not something he's gonna lose. <laughs> like, there's a, even he won't be he won't be a tough. Yeah, That's I mean, true. I, the question is the ability to get to the spots where he can throw the pass. 
You need some ability. Agree, to, you need some. Ab- you need to retain some ability to be quick enough off the dribble to, to break down the defense. Otherwise, nobody's going to be. I able think to pass. it will be many, many, many years before he would that's be true. forced that. Yeah, that is true. Because too bad. That's a. That's the. Th- do you want to become a Vince Carter? Or yeah. The do question is, become... does he want to go out on top, or does he want to become become the worst player on the? He he's yes, gonna, the Vince Carter he's the worst player on second to last place in the Eastern Conference Atlanta rebounds. Hawks. That's a crazy concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Any final closing comments? What I have one, which is ridiculous. First, uh, yeah. I thought this was weirder than the rest of them. John Wall is just missing. We just forgot he, to draft him. When given the option to pick him up, no one wanted to. So I thought that so, was a little surprising. John Wall is so far removed. Like he's, he's been injured for so long. What do we like? What do we even expect? Same I don't with know. John Collins. Yeah, there's there's no way to really evaluate him, and, and even when he was he doesn't back and not hurt a couple of yeah. seasons ago, he wasn't. He's just he was lazy and he does, didn't play any defense and doesn't shoot yeah. the ball very well. And and if you if you say take John take Wall without his athleticism, like who is that player? That What's his identity? Healthy, I don't really know. So listen, I, I don't think he's gonna. That was three. Was that three years ago? Who said that? Why would you say that? Well, all I know is that the, there were the, the seasons of, of John Wall and Bradley Beal, kind of yeah. young Bradley Beal and John Wall in his prime. That, that duo was just incredibly potent offensively coming off of pick and rolls. Um, but uh, he's just, I mean, yeah, the I, I, injuries and the aging, he's one of those guys that just his game is not going to age well. Um, so I don't know. I think that's a fine omission. I think if you say yeah. he comes back to pre-injury yeah. levels, then sure he I should be on agree. somebody's team. Any I, think, I, don't no, think I just have one more thing. I think something interesting that we could do is if we could trade. Like, what do you think the one trade that we could make between teams, like trade one player for another, would make one team like the best by far and would sweep any other team? Like, is there, like, is there a trade? On one like a team. I assume you mean within reason. No, 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 not not a like. I get like. I mean, hmm. obviously, like if you trade LeBron's team trades for Kevin, like Durant, a fair like, trade. That, that's not what I mean. I mean like a fit player, but it still doesn't have to be completely even. Like there, there could be, like, is there a player fit that Giannis player. really needs? Like I think if you gave Giannis, if you gave Giannis Bradley Beal on the wing instead of Donovan Mitchell. Like I think that team becomes unbeatable, honestly. Just because you have the, I don't, I don't think that's enough. I think you're still rather and your offense is. Just I think I'd rather. Sure, something like that too, like that. I think I'd rather replace OG. I with think Paul a George, very reasonable one. I think that it's just, I think that that just gives a then you have four guys who can handle this that you have four guys who can be a I, primary in the league. Vukovic the for Brooke Lopez. I don't think would make the Bucks just a guarantee. Man, that'd be nice. But I think that would make them nearly unstoppable. Which seems like a fair No, I definitely trade, agree. honestly. I definitely That agree. would be a good that would be a better fit. That's tough. Besides that, it's hard yeah, to know what's just unfair versus it's not, not, it's but not at all yeah like the, honestly the heat if you just gave the heat a more potent forward i power agree forward, i don't see who would be 
Ooh, I would like, you know what I would like? I would like Bam out of bio on my rap. That would be fun. With Steph Curry replacing Serge Ibaka. Yeah, that'd be fun. I just or think he does what I, what I, what I picked up Serge to do, just on steroids. The, the elevator screens. Oh, right? Bam. <laughs> my favorite exactly. play in basketball. Exactly. You know When we're all four of us are GMs. Uh, yeah, but I think this is a really interesting exercise. Oh, yeah. Jason Schnall is going to be the top who, general manager 15 years from now, just letting you guys know. Exactly. <laughs> and he's, and he's going to max Trey when Trey can't even walk anymore. <laughs> Schnall, can I just give you one comment for your jazz team? <laughs> if you replace Trey Young with maybe like a Donkic type, like maybe yeah, work out a trade it. for that. Oh my, unbelievable! He's not. <laughs> He's not. Listen, listen. Trey is better than Luca. I'll defend my take on a different episode. But All right, let's end on that. Trey, um, take care. That Jazz team, I think, is really well built around Trey. It was, it was a good episode. You learned a lot. But anyway, sure yeah. We, we are thank you guys for listening. This was a long episode, but we had a lot to cover. For the basketball now. It was a good episode. I believe we, we charge about five dollars an hour, so that <laughs> you can do the math. That would be about thirty-seven and a half dollars for this episode. If he raises twenty-five million in Bitcoin, he will sign with the team of your choosing. True. So true. Make that happen. I will. I will sign with the Boston <laughs> and ruin them. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. All right. Take care. Take care. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Oh.